of fake political announcement. I'm State Senator Bo Plath, and I approve this message. The preceding message was uh, paid for by the Bo Plath for State Senate Committee. Paul, that I, I didn't, I didn't approve that. Huh? I did not approve that message. Well, I thought you did. Well, I didn't, and you know it. Now play the one I approved. Okay. I'm Bo Plath, and I approved that message. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for a peculiar podcast, hosted by Pat Cashman. Gorgeous to look at. And Lisa Foster. She's dangerous. Clean. You're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. <laughs> can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. And now back into the days of yesteryear. Sing along with Mitch. I'm not Mitch, so sing along with the son of Mitch. Take out your pencils and your pad and jot down a few tunes of the oldies, will you? Sing sincerely. Okay, I'll make this quick this time. A guy named Jerry Lawson, 75 years old, baritone lead singer of the group called The Persuasions, died uh, a few days ago in Phoenix. Uh, but it was an a cappella group. How about the heartbeats? I remember. You're a thousand miles away, but I still have your love. Which has kind of made a revival. Yeah, those are so fun. All those pitch perfect movies, I think, are just very entertaining. And just, I had no idea they could make music like that. I know it's kind of spooky. I always thought, though, if I was a musician, I that I'd be good to be in an acapella group. You don't have to schlep a bunch of heavy instruments around, and it's just you, you and your buddies. And there's no, you know, you don't wouldn't need a ton of roadies. You might insist on particular audio equipment. But other than that, you just show up in any town you're playing in, and, all, and you do your thing, and you take off. Yeah, I like it. I like so, that. So what what happened to this guy? Just old age? Was it an accident? Where, he had, he um, and I don't know how to pronounce it, the name of the syndrome, but it's a neurological disorder. And so that had compromised his immune system. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, I is, thought about... Are acapella singers a band, by the way? No, a band has mu- musical instruments. Yeah, that's what he used to say. 38 years and we still ain't got no band, man. Good night, sweetheart. Goodbye, bye, baby. Move on down the line. Well, there's a moving down the line. Uh, yeah, yeah, you gotta have musical instruments for that. So, so it, this brings up a, a question I was mulling the other day. I was, I don't know, I was driving somewhere and it was like a two-hour drive. Were you having and I just, mulled wine at the time? 
Not while I was driving. Oh, you said you were mulling. I didn't know if that was euphemism or something. And but if you had, if you had, let's say, a diagnosis like this guy had, and you were told you had six months to live, would that alter the way you live currently? And I, and I want to add one more question onto this before you answer. I'm just curious what your take is. Would you want to know if you had six months? What's the better way? We're all going to die. So this, what? this, this, yes. So here's oh boy, what I'm here's what I'm thinking. Time I know. To find that out. I, 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 but just stay with me because I want I really want you to think about this. Would you rather die the not see it coming kind of die like, uh, you know, you just you don't see it coming, and one minute you're there, the next minute you're gone. We were out on the One way that seems to me to be the easy, easiest way to go. Would you, or would you rather know that you've got six months coming and be able to change the way you live? And then the third, I think the third most horrifying way to go would be you know you're going to die, like you're in a plane that's going down. So you've got time to contemplate the fact that you're going to, you're toast in about 10 minutes. Yeah. That to me is the worst. That would be the worst, knowing that there's just, you're dead. Yeah, we always hear stories about a couple going down in a plane and the guy decides he's going to confess all the affairs he's been having and all that <laughs> stuff. And then the plane levels out and they land safely. Right. So Right. But those are the three ways you go. You go either instantly without seeing it coming. You go with seeing it coming and it could be 10 minutes or 10, 10 weeks. Um, what was that? <laughs> it's our dog throwing a bone around him on the floor. <laughs> And he's in the house. I'm that outside. That totally just distracted <laughs> me. Okay. I don't know. There's something uh, something that works with the bone noise and stuff and the topic you're engendering here. Yeah. I think it's a really so, good question. I used to ask myself these kind of philosophical questions. weren't even philosophical. They were just dumb. But it'd be like, would you rather freeze to death or burn, <laughs> burn to death? Yeah. 
And, well, and if you if, ask the question on a, you're standing outside on a freezing cold day, right. you will select burn to death and vice versa. <laughs> right. It all depends on the circumstances. It does. But 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 would you? It's a. It's just a. It's a. It's a thought about going to the doctor and having them say, "Well, here's a diagnosis." Would you say to them, "How how long do I have?" I'm I'm almost tempted to say, "Okay, great. That's what I have. I don't want to know." I don't really want to know how long I have, whether it's 10 weeks or 10 months. I don't want to know. I, I don't think I'd want to really change my life in in any way just to accommodate that lest. Why why shouldn't I live my life that way right now? Well, that's a, that's a perfectly good point. I, I mean, I guess if I had to choose <clears throat> to know that you're going to check out, and like you say, uh, I don't know, six minutes, or whatever, right? Uh, that that seriously, it would it would be nice to have the advantage of being able for you, for example, to get rid of your porn collection. Um, <laughs> for for you now. To, speaking of that, you know that when I die, yeah, the one directive I've given my girlfriends is you've got to get to my house before my aunt does. <laughs> And grab my nightstand. Oh. That's all I'm asking. Just get it out of the house. Well, next time at your house, <laughs> I, I'm going to sneak in and check your nightstand out. It's pretty fun. Um, <laughs> are there things that run on batteries? That's, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm picking up good vibrations. She's giving me excitations. I'm picking up good vibrations. Um, so, but uh, seriously, I would, uh, I would want to make sure my will was updated. I would want to get all my finance, just, get things yeah. in order. Uh, I just took care of that, yeah. so I'm all good there. Okay. I'm all good. You didn't get a diagnosis, though, I hope. No, no. And well, you know what's funny about that is my very good friend, my lifelong friend who lives in San Francisco, who's a, he's a federal judge there. He's my... Be sure to wear my, some flowers in your hair when you visit them. He's my executor. He's my, he's the power of attorney. He's and so when I was asking him to do this favor for me, because I'm the, the cheese stands alone. I got nobody. Alone. My next of kin, I don't trust him with all this stuff. And and he said, he looked at me, he goes, are you trying to tell me something? <laughs> I said, no, I'm not going to go off myself. I just want to get, like you just said, Pat, I want to get my affairs in order yeah. so that, that that's not a big mess for somebody coming down. I don't have children that I know of. <laughs> I don't have parents. I don't have siblings. Um, so I needed to make sure that was all in order. And I actually created a living trust to make it easier for him to deal with all of that stuff. So, yeah. 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 It feels good to get that in order. Are you not in order? Uh, not, not, not fully. Uh, it's been a while since we've reviewed our life insurance. Um, for example, we have things in, I mean, our, our, our will. Mm -hmm. We have things in there like if uh, we, uh, you know, both Patty and I were gone, uh, right. would my brother, one of, I named one of my brothers is the one who would see to the care of our kids. Well, our kids are all grown up now. So Right. 
So now that you've got to make sure so you have a, a provision in there for somebody to care for your dogs. Yeah. And and exactly. And uh and my parakeet, if I had one. Right. Yeah. And, and uh cat. and my scab collection. Things like that. <laughs> but I yeah. uh but yeah, so those those things I think would be uh, terribly advantageous to have the time to think and then I and then I also think I would I don't know why I don't do it right now. I would take care of any uh, relationship problems that uh, have been. What do you mean? You know, things that, that people you've had quarrels with, or you're not speaking oh. to, or that kind of. Yeah, ah. if, it, but then maybe under the sobriety of knowing you're gonna about to die in six months, you'd say, nope, you know, they really are kind of a jackass. I'm okay <laughs> with it. Ah, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. So kind of cleaning up your personal messes, whether you created them or not, kind of the... Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, you at least interesting. have... But as you're implying, why, why wait? Why wait for some... Who would be to... first on your list? Of what? Can you say? Of who? No. Of who? You can't say. Well, no. Why would I? Well, because we're just talking, man. Doesn't mean you're going to do it. Okay. Do I guess I guess it would be it would be Mr. Trump. I would, I would. You would try to mend that. I would go to the. I'd go to a rally. I'd buy a red hat. I'd, do, you know, just to just to put things in order and to get you know, everything straight. Say you're uh, sorry for all the awful thoughts you had yes, about him. Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry, so sorry that I. No, I, I, there, there's, there's a few, not a lot, but, but a few, and but I, maybe you know, and it's something I obviously think about anyway. But, um, and then on the other hand, what difference does it make? You could also argue. I mean, right. why do people go to? people's funerals that they haven't spoken to for for years and then all of a sudden they show up when they're not around anymore that makes no yeah, sense you, yeah you make sure that doesn't happen at my funeral okay i want you carefully checking people and going when's the last time you talked to her because if it if it hasn't been within this year then you get out of here yeah well it's kind of nice that we have a recorded record which sounds redundant uh, of our conversation which we're having right, right now so i can at least <laughs> prove that I spoke to you on a, on a date right. semi-certain. <laughs> yeah, that would really be yeah. bad. Uh, you know what? Uh, I haven't told you this before, but I have been working uh, on a uh, eulogy for you for about the last five years. <laughs> and it's really coming together, and I'm really happy with it. <laughs> Do you want to... Got some um... jokes in there, obviously some jokes. There's a little yeah. bit of sentiment in there, but not much. I, I don't want to bring Here... people down. <laughs> I love that you're working on it. Here's the thing. Here's the one thing I ask you. I've asked my friend, um, my friend in San Francisco. I said, if if nothing else, would you just explain me to people? That's I just need somebody to explain. Boy, me. I don't know if I, I could put that on anybody. 
I mean that that that's our I just Herculean want you task. Since, since you have everybody in one in the room at one time, yeah. it'd be a perfect time to just go. All right, so here's the deal with Lise. Yeah. I just don't think you guys got her. I don't think you understood her. <laughs> but you understand me, so there's very few people that understand me, yeah. which I appreciate. Well, there's so. very few people that understand anybody. I guess when you get right yeah, down to it, we don't I ever suppose. get to see the whole complete person. I suppose in front of us, but you're you. Uh, I will say that she's a very generous person, and she she does things, and she gives me books, and she recently sent me a oh yeah a farting <laughs> lemur or something. <laughs> so I saw that um, Stanley the uh, Stanley the stinky the stinky st- stink sloth sloth yes, uh, and I saw it. Uh, I don't know what I was shopping for, but trust me, I was not looking for a farting toy for you, but I saw it, and this is how I am. I'll see something, and I'm like, oh, I've got to get that for so-and-so, and it was no special occasion <laughs> that I sent it to you. I just bought it, and it, yeah. and I, I'd been on the road for so long, and I had him sitting here waiting to send it to you, and uh, I finally got that off in the mail to you last week. So do you, is he, do you have him? Does he, is it authentic? Yeah. Does he sound like he's really farting? I wish it had more volume. <laughs> so it'd be more startling. But but here's my question. Well, here's my question. You just have to come to my house on a Sunday morning. I can make that happen. What I what I would love is for you. Uh, you I, mean, I guess everybody thinks this. I would love for you to say, "This is perfect for Pat. I'm going to send him this gift because it. I when did. I saw it, it made me think of him. I and did. so, what arrives at my house <laughs> is a a three volume history of the United States, or uh, uh, a summation of the world's great intellectuals. Yeah, uh, you know, something like that." Uh, to right. get to get a uh, <laughs> uh, a farting object of some kind uh, oh. speaks more about how I'm viewed by you than than just about anything else I could think of. So it makes me it's, happy and yet sad. It's not necessarily how I view you. It's what I know you would think is funny. Does that make sense? So I I don't get you gifts that I like. I don't want a stinky Stanley farting sloth. That's not something I would yeah. think per- particularly enjoy. Yeah. But I know that that's something that would bring a lot of merriment to you and Patty's life. Well, let me put it this way, and, and you're not <laughs> off base, but you are. It's like my mom used to buy. She she would buy gifts at a summer sale called Crazy Days, and it was this citywide sale in all these stores that have ridiculously slashed prices on all kinds of different items. So my mom, at, you know, historically cheap, God love her, she would buy things for our kids at Crazy Days, and then, and then they would get these things at birthdays and Christmas time. And my son Chris is, a, is an example of the kind of gift she would give him. He'd open up the uh, the package from Grandma at Christmas, and inside would be a sweater that would fit a four-year-old, and he's now 26. <laughs> so I think that's how you think of me. You remember me 
as I used to be, as someone that would find great oh, appeal to uh, to farting toys, and and I wow. and I just think I've I've seen them all, I've oh. I've owned them all, and I just uh, wow forget it. I, you know, I just so don't I just don't want to do that anymore. I, I, so you're you're telling me you've grown, oh yes, evolved, you've evolved oh. in, in some way. Yes, you're you're telling me mm-hmm. that you're not the man you used to be. Oh no. No, I am. Wow! I am now a man in full. <laughs> well, when did that happen? I used to did have. You send, did you send out cards or anything announcing this? No, no, I didn't. It you just I just you, realized it one day. I used to be a man half full. I think you just realized it now. Is what I'm. Maybe thinking. so. Maybe so. That's kind of a neat revelation. Yeah. And now I'm a man in full of it. Okay. Well, here's what you can do with Stanley's Stinky Sloth, and I know your wife would love it. So I would just save it and wrap it up and give it to her. She's already seen it. Her birthday's coming up. So what? Yeah. Just say, just... I know you liked mine so much, I got you one of your own. <laughs> So, so you think of her in the same way that you would think of me. Well, that, again, that I'm I can't not... think of anything that would be <laughs> that would be better for her than something that emits fake bodily noises. Yeah, no, I I know you're lying about all of this. I know you'd love it. What I, I know you do. What I, I always, know you do. When I have things like that, I always think about the recording session that produced the different sounds of this oh. thing. Yeah, because <laughs> you and I have done a lot of those where you go and do commercials yeah. and what have you, and and yes. and so you, uh, you know, okay, Larry, uh, we're going to do this. Will be take three and give me a series of four. Okay. Perfect, perfect. Uh, are we happy you with got, that? You got two more in you want there. Some more? You got a couple more yeah. you can do. That's crazy. Yeah. I used to be obsessed with this this kind of stuff. Like I said, because I would use it for various things. We used to have Halloween parties at our house, and I remember I would always be looking for sound effects, horrific sound effects. Things that you we one one year we put a a little uh, pressure plate underneath the welcome mat in front of our house. So when you would press the doorbell, there yeah. a sound would emit. There'd be a various sounds, the kind we've just been alluding to. But I found <laughs> one terrific one, and I'm I'm sorry if this grosses people out. I'll try to be as delicate as I can, but it's the sound of someone losing their lunch. <laughs> And somehow I got on some website that showed how they created that. Oh! And it had it had to do with a big tub of water and then oh. like stuff, uh, various weights of things, uh, you know, raisins and uh, small pebbles and 
and so it wasn't sloppier just actually things. somebody actually they just were taking and <clears throat> dumping water yeah. in and throwing rocks yeah. that's interesting but, but I, I, it sounded pretty I, authentic i have to admit i think that brought the back my college days <laughs> I think it's a really interesting when we, uh, you and I had done some of those uh, radio, um, radio theater uh, yeah. productions, yeah. and the sound effects guy had all these different ways he would create the sound of walking and the sound of thunder, and uh, I just I thought it was really so it wasn't these pre taped thingies that you'd press a button in it. He was actually doing these things on the stage yeah. while we were performing. I think it's really fascinating. It is fun. It's it's it harkens back to old time radio. Yeah. He had really uh, does. you know, he had a pair of shoes there for walking across the room. Had a little mm -hmm. door for you know that opened and closed and things. Physically sitting on the desk in front of him. Yeah. And he had to remember he had to read the script and know when the cues were. It's always funny when when either a sound effect is very late <laughs> or it's right. the wrong sound effect. Uh, or it's early. Or Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love stuff like yeah. that. And now, Screwed Up Sound Effects Theater. And now, here is Screwed Up Sound Effects Theater. The name Spokowski. Detective Mel Spokowski. I was sitting in my office one night when I received an important visitor. <laughs> Someone's at the door. Come in. Hiya, Spokowski. What, were you born in a barn? Shut the door behind you. All right. There, you satisfied? What can I do for you? Mind if I smoke? All right. What did you want to see me about? Mind if I pull up a chair? Be my guest. Now come to the point. What did you want to see me about? I understand my wife has hired you to snoop on me. What proof do you have of that? This piece of paper here. <coughs> that piece of paper doesn't prove anything. Well then what about this photo? Where'd you get that? Never mind. But it's all the proof I need to put you on permanent vacation. Oh no, a gun! Don't shoot! Eat lead, Sporkowski! <laughs> Join us again next time on Screwed Up Sound Effects Theater. Uh, you know, talking uh, as we were uh, kind of uh, at the get-go here about... Uh, well, let, let me back up for a minute. I just came back from a week, almost a nearly a week away, and we went to the Oregon coast and we took our two dogs on uh, what for, was for our puppy his very first such road trip in a car and he was great oh, he, did, good. he did really well he uh, he's still uh, barking like crazy at every dog that walks by our house and sometimes yeah. almost violently and and we and I built this little fence around our deck as I told you mm -hmm. my wife and I and he vaulted it the other day in his oh. in his uh, desire to chase after this other dog. So we had to decide we're going to have to get a little more serious about this. So he is wearing one of those electric collars. Oh shock no! Collar. Oh, well, here's the no. good here's the good news. It has three settings on it. It has uh, a tone and it has a vibration, and then there's an electric 
component to it oh. that you can either dial to one or up to 16. Oh my God, Pat! Really? Yeah. You did. You put that on him. Yeah, yeah. I don't like that. Well, we don't like uh, him attacking other people, their kids, or their dogs, and going crazy. So, I mean, it's a we got to get him socialized. He can't do that stuff, and it's been you cannot just get in his face. It had to be something a little more draconian. But the good news is we have not done the electric on him. I'm I am. Uh, I'm I'm probably never going to do it no matter what. I just don't want to want to hurt him. Good. But the vibration Good. thing's working. Good. And it doesn't hurt him. It just startles him, and and yeah. it, he'll be in mid bark, and he'll go suddenly go running around and run into the house. Yeah. And uh, so yesterday, uh, he didn't even wear the thing, and he just he almost had a perfect batting average yesterday. Good. So I think it's working well. But we, you know, we we are a little mistrustful that he's all the way healed yet so we're gonna gonna keep it around just in case but anyway uh, so this trip to the coast he did great he was he was wonderful he's a good traveler uh didn't didn't lose his lunch so i didn't have to play that sound effect that i have and uh, <laughs> good and so yeah. the reason as i mentioned might have mentioned on a previous podcast is i was going to go see as i do annually um a my favorite college teacher of them all, mm-hmm. a wonderful woman named Barbara, who is a in September will turn one hundred years old. Wow! And, yeah, that's that's pretty good right there. I wonder if she's uh, got her affairs in order. I would I would think so. Probably. Uh, you never know. But uh, so, the common denominator of each of these and her her children, who are not children, of course, anymore, they put together this little get-together. It only goes on for a couple of three hours because Barb can't take too much because she's, well, she's 100 years old. So I put together a special card for her, and I did some silly parody songs that I brought, and she seemed to like those a lot. (laughs) I do like, you know, Barbara Ann, except her middle name is May, so I, I did a Beach Boys Barbara May sort of mm-hmm. thing. Bob, 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 Barbara May. Bob, 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 Barbara May. And uh, but the the common denominator of each of these gatherings, and forgive me, because I know one of my friends listens to this podcast who was there and goes every year, as do I. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is our opinion, my wife and I, that the food is really bad at this mm. thing. I mean, just spectacularly <laughs> awful. What kind of food are they serving up? Well, they, one year they served a kind of a, a, a chicken dish, a chicken casserole, but they had the bone in. So it was difficult to eat. You had to strip away the meat from the bone and all that. You just don't serve chicken that way mm. in a casserole, in my opinion. Uh, but it just didn't, it's just not very tasty. And yeah. you don't want to be rude. It's nice of them. They fix, fix this thing. So this right. year, this year we thought, hey, I know, we know, let's make uh, a supplemental dish so that people will gravitate so- towards something that is maybe more palatable. At least they'll have the choice. Good plan. So my wife is a wonderful cook. She makes she is a outstanding great stuff. She is a really good cook. But if she was really a baseball pitcher, her go-to pitch, her best pitch would be her lasagna, which is oh. is mind-staggeringly, eye-crossingly good. 
I mean, it, it's bulletproof. It can't miss. Yeah. People who don't even think they like lasagna will love her lasagna. So we say, and uh, okay. we say, let's go to Safeway. We'll buy the ingredients. We'll cook up this lasagna. We'll bring it with us. Everybody will just be impressed. And maybe, just maybe, we'll begin to influence the kind of food that is served in subsequent years. Now, before you move on, yeah. is this a potluck sort of a deal where everybody's bringing something, or is this one person who's serving up all this crappy food? <laughs> now, I don't want to characterize it as that. Uh, okay. I, I don't want but... to characterize it as food. But, oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's basically one person or... Oh, or okay. People. And then you're, you're asked, you can bring some little side dish, you could bring... Some, uh, you know, fruit salad or, you know, bring some beer or some wine with you, that kind of stuff. But basically, yeah. the principal meal is uh, is managed by the folks who are throwing the little shindig. So this was an unusual thing to, to yeah, do. Yeah, show we wanted, up with a dish. Yeah, we yeah. wanted to uh, finesse it. I did email this person in advance, but I never heard back. And I, and, uh, I thought, well, let's bring it anyway. Who, who okay. could be upset that there's more food to eat? Right. La, 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 lasagna. You want the summer lasagna. Magnifico. Or maybe spaghetti. Hey, you suppers are ready. Now where you go, mamma mia, bambino. So we go to the store. And we buy this, the ingredients for this thing. You know, you need lasagna noodles. My wife uh, puts uh, some mushrooms in. Uh, there's uh, meat, there's uh, ricotta cheese, cottage cheese, mm, cheese, cheese. Yum. It's just really good. It's mm. really good. Really hot. And mm. then, so she cooks it at this place where we're renting down the road. Lasagna's ready. It's time. Let's go. Let's go to the little gathering. So we go. And, and we leave the dogs behind in our room because, uh, you know, the one little puppy's a little too zestful and we don't want him. We don't yeah. want the headline in the local newspaper to be dog kills woman who would have been a hundred years old (laughs) in mere minutes in mere minutes she was 99 and And 364 days and 23 hours old so we bring this this lasagna in and we take the foil off it and my wife's been making this for so long she said hmm that doesn't look looks a little different than some of them. I said, nah, maybe I put too many olives in or whatever. But we know it's going to be great. So pretty soon it's time to eat. Everybody, and I visited with Barb, and and uh, she's great. She's a little hard of hearing, but uh, she's she's still pretty sharp. And so we serve up the lasagna. People are eager. Meanwhile, someone has gone out and decided that this year they're not going to fix a main dish. They're going to go out and get pizza. Hmm. Mm. information we could have used mm-hmm. before we went to the trouble of making the lasagna. Nonetheless, right. now, now we would have lasagna and pizza. The pizza's on the way. People are hungry. So let's start with the lasagna. And they dish it up, and everybody sits down, and I'm eating it, and I'm going, hmm, this isn't this isn't quite as good. Let, oh, me, dear. let me try another bite here. Oh, this isn't. And I'm looking at Patty, and she's going, oh, I don't know what's wrong with this. This is... This isn't right. This just isn't coming around. what I thought. I've been doing this for so long. What what could be wrong? So then at one point, from the other side of the room, Barb, my teacher, almost 100 years old, suddenly, oh, no. suddenly blurts out, 
Oh my God, this is awful. <laughs> Good for her. And you can hear one of the other younger women say, oh, that's actually, Patty made that. that what? <laughs> Pat, Pat, Patty, Patty made it. Well, it's terrible. <laughs> and Patty said, you know what? You're right. It is. And uh, and everybody concurred then uh, that it was not very good. And Patty's just scratching her head, trying to figure out what went wrong. Turns out, we went and and bought a type of lasagna that is uh, called. It's it's oven ready. I was going to say pre baked. It's oven ready lasagna. I like I like how Patty has your line ready yeah. for you in the background. And I even line, asked her. Please. I still forgot. Line. Yeah. And uh, so oven ready, it turns out, you prepare those noodles in a wholly different fashion. You do not boil them. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, you just lay them in dry. Exactly. I've but, done that before. But okay, we, didn't, we, didn't lo- we, we didn't even know what oven ready meant. We never bought those kind of noodles before. And so almost certainly that's what went wrong here, since the principal ingredient in lasagna is the noodle after all. Oh, that's really weird, though. Why would that change the whole flavor and texture? I thought you were going to say that you you thought you put in olives, but it turned out to be raisins or something silly like that. But so all the ingredients were right except for the noodles. The noodles, huh. the noodles did not have to be prepared in the conventional way, where you boil them and then you lay them yeah. wet and straddle them across the layers of cheese and yeah, meat that's, and everything. that's the that's the only way to go baby yeah i'm, I'm late i'm lazy I, I that's the way i always make it what oven ready i'm even yeah i'm even lazier than that i just go get it pre-made i just go get a stouffer's lasagna and call it good well in uh, oven ready ready apparently also means that you need to pour water into the dish uh, and it just sounds like it's more of a difficult job to to, to do than just simply boiling just the way you do spaghetti or macaroni or whatever but this one we made we had the exact wrong preparation and oh what is and so now so now everybody there is now left with the impression that patty's a terrible cook not a good cook She's not terrible, though. Yeah. So no. now she's going to have to really outdo herself next year. Well, I just think that would be too much pressure. I mean, what if somehow... Oh, she can handle it. She's that good. And she certainly can't show up again with lasagna again. They'll say, oh, no, no thanks. <laughs> yeah, I know I'm been... almost 100 years old, but I've got a memory. I, 101? Yeah. <laughs> you tried to kill me on my 100th yeah, birthday. I didn't with that get tr- this old by eating stuff like that, I'll tell you. <laughs> So it says, here it is, right on the box. No boiling required. Just add an extra half cup of water or milk for every five pieces of dry lasagna used. It's too too much extra work. It's stupid. We got the wrong kind of lasagna. So let that be a lesson to everybody who may may be listening, uh, who's really into lasagna and considers it one of the most enriched macaroni products in the United States. Hey, listen, um, let's keep this rolling. I, um, and we can cut this part out. Let's just keep it rolling. I'm taking a new medication that requires me to go take care of something. I'll be right back. Do you mind? (laughs) What if I decide to keep this in? You will. I know you will. That's why I'm trying to say it delicately. Okay. All right. (laughs) I'll be right back. Go ahead. (laughs) 
And don't play any gross sound effects while I'm gone. No, either. no, I don't. I don't know where I could find any. Well, look at ladies and gentlemen. I just think this is this is treasure. I mean, she knew we were doing this podcast, and then she goes ahead and takes the medication. She puts this entire this entire production in jeopardy. It's like she bought the wrong kind of lasagna. And and now you're the ones who are paying for it. It's just not fair. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you a few uh, jokes in the job area while she's gone. I don't know if these are funny, but it'll fill the time here. And no, I'm not. I'm not going to cut this out of the of the podcast. At least I can control that part. Four people were riding in a train coach. A woman and her beautiful 19-year-old daughter were on one side. And facing them were the army general and his escort, an army private. The train goes into a tunnel, and the cabin gets dark. And in the darkness, a kiss is heard. And that is followed by a slap. Then the mother is thinking, she heard the kiss and then the slap, and she's thinking, that young man stole the kiss from my daughter, and she rightfully slapped him. The daughter, meanwhile, is thinking, That young man tried to kiss me and kissed my mother by mistake, and he got slapped. The general, who is riding in that car, thinks, That young man stole the kiss, and I got slapped by mistake. And the private thinks, I'm pretty smart. I kissed the back of my hand, and I get to hit the general. Okay, I just came in on the tail, and it, it was, sounded like a It was good a joke. terrible joke. Uh, you okay? It sounded like a good you okay? I guess that's yeah, I'm, kind of insensitive I'm, of me not to no, display no, I'm more fine. concern. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm taking a new medication. My doctor is trying to lower my glucose levels. So I'm taking a medication called Meta-something or other, but it should be called Crap-a-something or other because the side effects of this thing um, are nausea and... Um, poopiness. It doesn't actually say poopiness, but it is really interfered with my life this week. It's been really a nightmare. And one thing I love about what it says on the side effects of this medication, yep. that your doctor has deemed the benefits of this medication to far outweigh the negative side effects that may occur when you're taking this medication. And I'm thinking, really? Because hey I'm just exhausted from this. It is really putting... Uh, but you're, it's it's just annoying to just have to keep heading to the to the restroom all the time. But you're not getting any side effects that were not expected. No, no. Okay. In fact, there's no nausea or any of the. There's like they list ten side effects, and most drug companies do that, right? They list all oh, this could happen to you, this could happen to you. This oh could yeah, happen. yeah. I remember. I, do you remember this bit? I don't know when I first noticed it, but something just didn't feel right. So I went to see my doctor, and that's when he said the word I hoped I would never hear. Galbraphonosoplasia. I couldn't believe I was hearing that word, galbraphonosoplasia. My doctor didn't even say what it was, but it had me worried. That's when my doctor prescribed Finasterine DL. Within a few days, my original symptoms were gone and were replaced by a ringing in my ears and severe itching. That's when my doctor recommended Flucotate Barazone. Before long, the ringing in my ears and the itching had disappeared and were replaced by a hacking cough, runny eyes, and skin eruptions. So I went back to my doctor, and that's when he told me about Chexachloride Paradigm 2000. 
I seemed to tolerate Hexachloride Paradigm 2000 quite well, but the nauseating taste was very unpleasant. That's when my doctor told me that Hexachloride Paradigm 2000 was an ointment, and he told me to stop eating it, and switched me to once-a-day low-sodium high-magnesium chlorous flour AB. Within just a few short hours, I was bleeding for the ears and eyes and was experiencing severe tremors and crushing chest pains. That's when my doctor recommended Muttershmeal Trakenzo, a two-foot-long suppository. And that, Your Honor, is why I shot my doctor. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, so thankfully, I don't have all nine or ten of them. I only have the one, but... It's just very inconvenient, and it's really annoying. And so I, I need to call her. Uh, Remember the on. words that the two words that we used to when we were on the radio. They used to. It seemed like every medicine that was advertised on our radio show had <laughs> one profound and horrifying side no, effect. No, I, I don't remember. The two Why? words: it? oily discharge. And I always used to yes. think, I think, well, that's, that's, I guess it's good to know that, yeah. but can't you come up with another way of phrasing it? No, there's really none. Can you think of? No, I guess they, I can't. They, they probably had the, um, you know, the dictionary out and the, the, uh, thesaurus out and they're like, yeah, we're just stuck with oily discharge. That's all, all we got. We can't say anything else. Uh, and we they probably thank, tried. I want to thank, uh, Jack here for coming up with that. It was a really... <laughs> Just says it exactly, Jack. Uh, thanks, everybody. Yeah, I've been working on. I was working on that all night. Uh, yeah, because you don't you don't want to get sued and have somebody sue you and go, "Hey, you never told me that this discharge was going to be oily." So <laughs> they don't want to sugarcoat it. They yeah. want to tell you no, exactly what's that, coming out that, of you. That, so. that does make sense. Uh, what else? God, there's so much to talk about, and I'm looking at the clock when we're already running out of time here again. That's all right. Yeah. It's our podcast. Can I ask you one quick question? Yeah. Hey. I, yes. There was an article in our favorite publication called uh, The Week, which is a wonderful news magazine that we both it's love. It's one of my and favorite it was, publications. It was just a little teeny tiny uh, world, Next the world the at a glance. Yeah. And, and and it's just, it was a little teeny tiny blurb. It wasn't a whole article or anything. But apparently Pope Francis is considering allowing uh, some of his older married, uh, to, is allowing older married men to be ordained as priests. What do you think about that, Pat Cashman? I know that that's something you wanted to do. No, I. But he's. Well, I, I, uh, I think that uh, there's a shortage apparently of 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 clergy that um, I don't know in some of these uh, far flung yeah, areas yeah. and communities and tribes and whatever. And so they're saying, hey, well, let's just call on the older married guys to do this. But they're they're not. Are they married now? Because they they've had. Men become priests that used to be married, uh, nope. but then are not, then widow widowers. Nope. So, nope. so these are it guys says that are older. See, to me, and, and I've thought this for. I mean, I think when I was in Catholic school as a kid, I used to say, "Why can't these priests be married? It they should be married." I mean, we see so much tawdry stuff yeah. coming out of the church has become a refuge for uh, yep. an, an an attractant. You could argue. For mm -hmm. uh, men of a certain persuasion, as a place mm -hmm. where they can go and be with other men of the same proclivities. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying that every priest is like that, and I never encountered one in my Catholic experience. But I'm really I just, glad. I just I'm think it makes really no glad. sense for them not to be married, even if 
I mean, if you're going to go and counsel young married people, right? They're going to tell you, oh, "Well, we we just having a lot of trouble getting intimate, Father." And we, I mean, what what's he going to know about that? I mean, yeah. it seems to me, the more real life experience you have as a counselor to other people, the better you're going to be at it, and uh, and you're and you're going to live in the real world. So, right. I just think it's a place that the church has to go. You know, speaking of that. Uh, a friend of mine, and his name really is Larry, uh, he uh, mm. he uh, grew up Catholic just like me. His parents, and they, he went to Catholic schools and all the rest, and he went to church every Sunday and all of that. And and he said that one day, one, one time in his life, he got the opportunity to go to Rome. It's something he dreamed about forever. Mm. And he's going to go to visit the Vatican. And he's as excited as can be. And the way he describes it is it almost happened in a moment. He's, somehow he came into the Vatican and he looked around and he saw these incredible art treasures, all the finery you can imagine, the enormous amounts of gold and mm. money that was uh, is a part of all of this. And, yeah. and it struck him. It was He was thunderstruck. And he said, in that moment... I, I knew I was I couldn't be a Catholic anymore. He said I thought Catholicism was like all churches was supposed to be about taking care of the poor, not enriching mm. yourself. Mm-hmm. You should be they should be spreading this this wealth around. Mm. What, this doesn't seem right to me. This can't be mm-hmm. what Jesus had in mind when he said mm-hmm. counsel the poor and help the downtrodden and all. And, and and for him it was no looking back after that. Yeah, he had gone to the Vatican to fulfill a lifetime wish in it and it wound up turning him in a different direction it's fascinating to me yeah, yeah that is really interesting that's me in the corner you gave me a book and and I loved it I read it, it a Sally Field uh, biography autobiography yeah. Yeah, that was a good book. Called In Pieces. Not a great book, but very interesting. Had some good stuff in it. There's a, she describes shooting a nighttime scene in the movie Norma Ray, for which she mm-hmm. won an Academy Award subsequently. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the, she was accepting that award when she said, you like me, you really like me, or she doesn't even touch on that in the book. I think it was Places in the Heart, because mm. that, that speech was after her second, or no, maybe it was, I don't know, I'll have to look it up. And I'm still searching for my photo with Sally Field to prove that. Oh yeah. That we were in the same photo together. But uh, the reason okay. I wanted wanted you to see it is because you could just see this horribly awkward teenage boy uh, wrestling with his zits and his psyche, and you can read it all in my body language. It's really great. Yeah. But she mentions that in the nighttime scene in Norma Ray, uh, the crew had gone off to set up some duvetine to create a nighttime scene. And it reminded me that I was shooting a promo, a commercial, at King TV many years ago that I had written. And the and so I'm, you know, you, you don't work with big crews. It's just maybe you go out with a photographer, maybe an audio guy, and that's, that's, the, that's the entire crew. So I'm, you know, also schlepping equipment and I'm helping set lights up and all that kind of thing. And I'm still trying to prove myself. And the mm-hmm. photographer guy says to me, 
Hey, Pat, would you go out to the van and grab some duvetine? I go, you bet. And I dash out the door of, of the house. We were shooting in a house. And I'm going to go get this duvetine. And I have no idea what duvetine is. Is it like a kind of a gum it sounds, that's supposed to yeah, be good for your teeth? It sounds like medicine or yeah. gum or... So I'm just figuring... O- ointment, yeah, ointment of some sort. Yeah, I just figure I'm going to get to the van and I'm going to see something in there that has the words duvetine written on it. <laughs> Not even sure how it how that would be spelled. I, I figured it was like D-U-V-E-T-Y-N, duvetine. And I'm looking around in the van, and it's just not coming up with anything. And I think, there's got to be, what's a duvetine? What is it? And, you know, if it happened today, I'd get on my phone, and I'd Google duvetine, and I'd find out what it is, and I'd come back triumphantly with it. Right. Back into the, well, I'm out there for 15, 20 minutes. And oh. finally, the photographer walks out, and he's standing next to the van, and he says, where's the duvetine? I go, I don't know what duvetine is. <laughs> what a horrible thing to have to yeah. admit. <laughs> I can just see with your head down going, yeah. oh, man. I don't, I don't know what it is. He said, why didn't you it. just tell me you didn't know what it was? I said, I, I figured I, I thought I could figure it out. Well, duvetine turns out to be a black. male ego. Yeah, it turns out to be a black kind of felt material cloth that you use to you know, oh, put over yes. windows and places to, to knock the light down so you can shoot nighttime scenes even when it's not nighttime. Ah. Yeah, so if I can pass that little bit of information along <laughs> to people, that would also help. Okay, the one thing, awesome. uh, the, and, and, and the commercial I was shooting, by the way, do you remember a weatherman named, uh, well, yeah, I'm sure you do, but maybe some of our listeners don't. Uh, his, guy, his name was Jeff Renner. Yes. He was uh, King TV's longtime TV weatherman. And so the promo was supposed to show him at home. If you remember Jeff Renner, he he spoke very formally all the time. Yes, he did. At a very deep voice. That's right. uh, And why why is this occluded front going to affect the next 10 days' weather? I'll tell you in two minutes. You (laughs) You do a good job. So he he does this, this thing all the time. And so I imagined, what if he does this in real life as well? So the bet was that he's at home with his wife and... They're watching TV, and you see a little two, three-year-old kid coming down the stairs behind him, and the wife and Jeff Renner's wife says, "Oh, oh, Jeff, he's up again." Don't worry, I'll take care of it. And Jeff, <laughs> so the next thing, then you see Jeff, and he's reading a bedtime story to his son. And the wolf huffed, and he puffed, and he blew the house down. Now, in order for that to occur, we'd have to be talking about 35-mile or more gale force winds. And, and, then, and then, of course, the kid is so bored he falls asleep, and that's the, that was the promo. Who's afraid of the big bad wolf? Big bad wolf, big bad wolf. Who's afraid of the big bad wolf? Fa-la-la-la-la. Uh, I, got a, I got a joke here. Uh, it better be better than the one I just did. While you were thanks gone. for filling. Thanks for filling in for me while I was, um, yeah, taking care of business. Okay. Well, I hope this one measures up. You're going to need a new book, my friend. I know. An 80-year-old couple is having problems remembering things, so they go to the doctor to get checked out. They describe for the doctor the problems they are having with their memories. So the doc checks them out and he looks them over and he gives them a few little tests and he finally says well physically you're both okay 
but you might want to start writing things down to help you remember. The couple thanks the doctor and they leave. Later that night, while watching TV, the old man gets up from his chair and his wife says, you're not going to do the same voice that you just did as the doctor. And, uh, and, cause I, and, I kind of shouldn't have done that. Old I know, I was thinking, I yeah. totally was yeah. thinking that, but I didn't want to interrupt you. I thought maybe he's got a really good other old man well, that he can do. I'll try to change it a little bit, but now I painted myself into this corner. You kind of have. But you'll be, the good news is the doctor will not reappear in this joke. So kind of forget that what you heard the doctor. Do you voice. want to start over? I don't know. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. Let's <laughs> let's just jump. So the doctor tells him, "Well, physically you're okay, but you might want to start writing things down to help you remember." That's better. Couple couple thanks the doctor. They leave later that night while watching TV. The old man gets up from his chair, and his wife says, "Where are you going?" He says, "I'm going to the kitchen." Okay, bring me a bowl of ice cream, would you? Okay. Wait a minute, don't you think you should write it down so you can remember? Oh, no, I can remember that. Well, okay, I'd also like some strawberries on top. You better write that down, because I know you'll forget it. I can remember that. You want a bowl of ice cream with strawberries? Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, I'd also like some whipped cream on top. I know you're going to forget that, so you better write it down. The guy's getting really ticked off now. I don't need to write that down! I can remember it! He fumes off into the kitchen. Wow. And when he returns about 20 minutes later, he lands. He hands uh, his wife a plate of bacon and eggs. She stares at the plate for a moment, and then she says, You forgot my toast! <laughs> Long ago there were three little pigs, little handsome piggy wigs, for the big bad wolf, the very bad big bad wolf. They did not give three figs. Number one was very gay, and he built his house with hay. With a root toot toot, he played on his flute, and he played around all day, and I say, I'm the big bad wolf. Yeah, what's up now? That's me. Don't be afraid. Watch out, fuck. I'm the big bad wolf. Yeah, you need to stop. Don't be afraid. Thanks for listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration.